Yes, good people, it's Francis here from Let's Do Humans podcast. This is just a quick announcement, just to encourage everybody here that's listening to our podcast right now, just to ensure that you subscribe and you follow us on all of the various platforms out there that produce podcasts, that's subscribing to us on YouTube, following us on iTunes and Spotify. I mean, follow us, make sure that you share our content and continue your support, that'll be greatly appreciated. That's Let's Do Humans, L-E-T-S-D-O-H-U-M-A-N-S, Let's Do Humans, one word. Appreciate all of your support. Stay blessed, good people. It's getting real right now, you know. Hey, this, this look is getting to me. Hold on, I'm just um. <laughs> Just sending a quick message. Cool, cool, cool. You know, I, I've been I've been telling people. I was telling one of my friends. I was like, if if you if you if you see a guy here with a fresh trim and a washed car, yeah, he's not following the guidelines. Nah, he, the police should arrest him straight away. He's hundred <laughs> percent out on road. <laughs> she lock him up straight away, man. If if man don't like him, fresh car, washed car. I've seen a few rappers doing the music videos, fresh trims, everything. So yeah, clearly they live in a poor world. Man. No one's really up, well, people, majority of the people I think are abiding by the laws and people are genuinely think, staying away from each other. I think most people are. Well, most reasonable people are anyway. So yeah. most definitely. How are you doing though, man? How's the family? How's everything? Yeah, I'm well, I'm well. We're doing okay. It's just a difficult time business wise. Yeah. Um, I guess most people are in the same position. I guess most people are going through it yeah. and learning about themselves. Um, I think that's probably the most important part. Yeah. Um of this period is the ability to actually sit down and say wow do you know what life life is a bit brutal what am i gonna yeah what what am i gonna do on the other end and i think for us that's one of the reoccurring lessons and again i'm i'm excited for the lesson but of course it's been expensive lessons and costly lessons (laughs) tell me about it yeah one of the most we can may and you know what the thing is i can't even feel sorry for myself because I think a lot of people are going through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been difficult. How about you? How about yeah, working with you? You know, the, the thing is, because I mainly work from home anyway. Most of most of my business, most of my work, everything I do is from home. So I'm kind of used to that routine. But it's when it's law, when it's legislation that you can't leave <laughs> your house. That's the. <laughs> The thing is, I, you, you're very right. Unless I go to the office, I don't go anywhere else. But yeah. now I feel like I'm trapped and I want to go out. Let really? me out. But yeah. And that's the problem that, that I'm struggling with. And um, and also, like, just having having that physical contact with family and being able to, like, properly go and see people and friends and stuff like that. It's cool being on Skype and FaceTime and everything, but I guess real boring real same. quick. It's yeah. Like, same. I've jumped through all the apps. I've been on House Have Party. Have you done House Party? <laughs> I deleted House Party yesterday because I was like, hold on one second. I've done it once. Okay, cool. So I, I, I was thinking about them just yesterday in terms of what's going to happen with their business model. Because once we come yeah. out of the lockdown, I don't think people are going to use House Party as much as so. they want us to use it. No. It won't be as exciting as it is now. Everyone's going to go no. back to like, living their private lives. It's like, well, why am I going to jump in and talk to a whole bunch of strangers when I've got my real friends now? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I think we're going to respect the sanctity of friendship a bit more as well. I think that 
yeah, I think that's going to be... I already appreciate it a bit more because, like, when I'm on FaceTime with, like, my close-knit circle yeah. and we're having conversations and stuff, you appreciate them more. You're like, bro, remember that time when we, I could just, like, leave my house, drive to yours, we could... Come check you. That's gone now, do you know what I mean? And, and, and everything has just changed now, man. It's really strange, but I'm, I'm learning to cope with it. I'm learning to, like, build a routine that keeps me going, like, reading more and just exercising more than I would. I'm doing, I'm doing more um, cardio than I ever did before. <laughs> Do you know what? Just even outside, I see so many people walking, and yeah. I'm like, yo, I've been here for 10 years. I ain't seen you people before. Yeah. But again, it's forced yeah. people to actually come out of their house, get yeah. a bit more healthier. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some good and there's some bad as well. Yeah, the seas are clearing up, pollution's improving. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll come out of it soon, man, on the other side, brighter and I made a, I made a commitment to myself to come out one month after lockdown finishes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm here in it's June, so I think I'm coming out in July. I I, I don't want <laughs> I don't want it rushed. Although I miss human beings. Don't want to be part of the second I, wing. Yeah, I don't want to be part of it yeah, at all. So yeah. I'll stay in. As bad as I miss my bar, but I always like I, I mean there might be some rust in there. there might, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna give them a couple of weeks and I just to mess up a couple of people's shape ups and then I'll jump. Like I'm not on it. I'm I'm not about to risk it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. He hasn't he hasn't held the Clippers in a while. Yeah, you're. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know what I've done as well? Is it because I was I was speaking to one of my boys and I was like, wait, has any of you actually checked on your barber during this time? Because some of them some of them are struggling. So, oh, and, but when you get back, they're gonna remember the people that checked on them. You know, I actually so I sent yeah. a message to my barber. I was like, yo, how is it going? How's the family? So make sure you check on your barber, man, because you're gonna need him after. I'm definitely gonna need I'm gonna him. Gonna text, with him. I'm gonna text him actually. You're so right. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What, 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 what you been mainly doing during the lockdown, though? Have you been sort of like go? So lucky for me, um, I was, I'm still doing my training, so yeah. I'm still teaching people. Um, obviously, it's a difficult time right now for property, yeah. but again, it's perspective. If you look at it in terms of what we do, which is the mainly the holiday market, of course, mm-hmm. it's been affected. But some people say it's now the best time to get into property. Well, I think every time is the best time because you just have to ride the wave like the stock market. You get in now. Yes, it might still go further down, but it's still going to climb back up and you want to be the early adopters. So, yeah, I've still got clients that I'm training. My property business, as I said, is taking a massive hit. Mm. Um, but aside from that, just writing more, um, working on other businesses that I've always wanted to work on and just mainly coaching at the moment. Has the, has the strategy, obviously the strategy has changed for you dramatically now. What, what, where is it heading at the moment? Um, it's stagnant. No yeah. movement. No yeah. movement at the moment because, as I said, people like Airbnb, people like Booking.com, they've actually closed their doors yeah. for the month. They've said we're not allowing any more bookings because they don't know if we're keeping the places clean, if we are following guidelines in terms of the cleanliness, social distancing and things like that. But again, thank God that I understood marketing because we're still getting a handful of bookings because we're able to actively market. But a lot of people that came into this industry, they just simply took a property or bought the property, put on Airbnb and hoped for Airbnb to always be the provision. Um, And so those people are really struggling. We've got about three properties that are sitting there empty, which means we don't generate an income from, but we still have to pay rent on. But we've also got a handful of units that we've agreed with the landlord to delay rent payment or to stagger rent payment. So again, it's just trying to survive throughout this period. So again, it just teaches me and reaffirms everything I've always known, which is life is brutal and life 
will come at you. And this is the same thing I've been saying for the longest time. Everyone's excited when things are going great. Mm. Everyone's happy and smiling. But the truth is you've also got to embrace this side and embrace this more, actually, because it's not something that was caused by negligence or lack of understanding. It was out just the pandemic. Yeah. It's out of my control. So a lot of people are struggling. I, I, I understand that. But at the same time, yo, everything is perspective because mm-hmm. we're going to see people at Zoom zoom and now their share prices have rocketed up yeah um, now facebook is so, jumping on it <laughs> this yeah, facebook is going to now bring them back to reality <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, evil, you know? yeah that's what we could choose because i mean within within any sort of environment or e- economic situation there's always those that are going to thrive there's always those that are going to be better prepared and there's always those that's going to be innovative to just be able to jump on a new market because markets don't completely disappear they just kind of go in a different direction yeah, yeah, Facebook is brutal. When I saw that move by Facebook, I was like, wow, that's some real power move. They don't just want a piece of the cake. They want the whole damn thing, including it, the place. It, it's exactly what Facebook did to um, Snapchat. Yeah. They offered to buy Snapchat for $3 billion. The guy was a bit arrogant. He said, no, no, no. Now Snapchat are somewhere chilling. But Facebook essentially created their own version of Snapchat really? through Instagram Store. Yeah. So, yeah, well done to Mark Zuckerberg. He's the beast. And, um, yeah, they caught co- the earnings. They're savages, and they're great at what they do. That's the dangers of it. Absolutely. But um, Absolutely. one of the things I've been speaking to a lot of um, business personnel about, because I'm in quite a few WhatsApp groups and stuff, and the discussion has always been now is even if you're not generating income from your business, it's keeping your audience engaged. And that's that's been uh, that's been for me, for instance, it's benefited in regards to the podcast. Other businesses yeah. maybe not so, but in regards to the podcast, it has because I've I've seen a spike in a few videos, and in particular the business ones. Even the video that even the recording. I, no- I, I noticed that two days ago. I was, I noticed that specifically yeah. someone had three three thousand five hundred. My one went up to one thousand five hundred. Yeah. Um, and there was another one. I was like, hold on one second. Yeah, these yeah. ones are. And the, yeah, the, yeah. the one that started off was um, so I, I've done the it was the one regarding investment into Africa. So I don't I don't know what's what happening in the globe or in the world, but all of a sudden I had thousands of of, of attractions towards that video. Did you know as it was happening? Um, I, well, I noticed because I saw comments coming through that I hadn't seen before. Yes. So I, I went onto my um, analytics and saw a whole bunch of traffic coming from um, Zimbabwe in particular, which was really strange. So UK has always been my main audience. So I think like 60% of the audience was from the UK. All of a sudden, within like a two-week span, there was a spike in people searching business and investment, and in Africa yeah. particularly, and then the property industry within the yeah, UK. Yeah, so that's where your tra- your traction came from. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened, but um, all of a sudden, people in Africa were looking for investment opportunities within Africa. So the, the, <laughs> it's like the information is, is trickling and it's traveling through, and people are trying to look for something to do and trying to look for something to hold on to during the pandemic. But it, but it goes on to, to 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 back up exactly what you were just saying in terms yeah. of still carry on feeding your audience. Mm. A lot of people just disappeared. Um, a lot of people just didn't do anything about it. And the truth is, the marketplace is still alive. Hundred percent. So yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. In a different direction because I've realised now as always with a lot of the Skype videos I'm doing. Um, like the initial viewership for the first couple of days is, is on a major spike. So people are on their laptops, people are on their on their yeah. phones. They, they've got nothing else to do. So th- there's an audience there that are willing and wanting and looking for this information. Yeah. They're looking for Absolutely. knowledge. 
So Absolutely. it comes to like business information, that's really key and really good place yeah. to yeah. target yeah. and drive traffic to at the moment. Because despite being real, and it was really strange because I was like, what the hell is going on here? So, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like, you weren't complaining though. I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's, it's worked wonders, yeah. for, especially for a, a small channel that I don't really put much of a budget into. It's just yeah. a case of me connecting with people on an organic level and then getting mm -hmm. the, the information out there. It's really strange. So initially, I thought maybe someone famous in Zimbabwe had had tweeted or <laughs> so I was trying to check this channel yeah, yeah so I was searching everywhere I went on my I went on my Twitter I couldn't see nothing for th those particular videos so it's just a case of people are genuinely searching for it and they're searching for it in the millions and even if you're a smaller channel you get some of that traction percent. it's definitely to improve. so it's it's a, it's a form of encouragement to small businesses out there and, and large ones alike that there are people out there seeking for yeah. stuff in a particular moment yeah. and they've got all the time in the world for you to feed them that knowledge and information hence why i'm, I'm now pushing for more content you know what i mean yeah. i probably need to push for more advertisement as well i need to probably attack instagram and everywhere more whilst yeah. whilst the viewership is out there whilst people are in their homes so but um you, you're back out there still um, poking at people still um, yeah, 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 that's what I do. <laughs> Which is quite essential. So you recently put out a recent um, message regarding if you're broke during the pandemic, is your fault? Absolutely. I stand yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I stand by it completely. I think life happens to people. Um, yeah. I think we've established that right from the beginning. Life happens to people, but you get to determine how you're going to react to it. Yeah. So number one, in terms of that post that I made, it was it was multifaceted in terms of if you are struggling financially first month that this pandemic has hit then you've got to have a true and real conversation with yourself yeah now again people came at me oh my god you are insensitive you know what yeah call me insensitive you're just running away from the truth because every single person that knew it was the truth said oh my god you know what that's true let me pull my socks up let me go and graft and grind and protect myself against any future issues but the people that were touched by it is because they know for a fact I'm in a nerve. If you're struggling month one, then you've got to ask yourself, what have I been doing with every single penny I've been making for the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years? How am I protecting myself? How am I protecting my family? How am I pr protecting my community? In fact, if you're struggling month one, then I've got a question if you're even helping your community. What are you giving to your church if you believe in tithing? What are you giving to your local community? These are the, this is the reason why I wanted to do that post. I know no one likes to hear the truth. I yeah, get it completely. Nobody does, yeah. And it, and, and, and it feels raw and it, it cuts deep. But the truth is this. You've got to be so intentional about finance. Mm. You've got to be so intentional. See, the mistake so many people make is it's passive. I tried to do this calculation and I can't remember it. But I think we spend around 33% of our week pursuing money. That's a quarter of our week pursuing money. Again, another calculation I'm going to do, and I'm sure someone in the comment will do it for me. You start work at 18. You retire by 65. You're spending 40 years of your life pursuing money. How dare you not understand how it works? Yeah. It makes it makes no logical sense to dedicate so much of your time and then say you want to leave a legacy behind as well when you haven't been able to do what you're supposed to do in this time frame. No wonder people don't have money. No wonder people go at me and say, how dare you talk about money all the time? I talk about money all the time because I've got to consciously understand it and attack and pursue it so that I can understand how to control it. 
If you don't understand how money works effectively, you're not going to be able to control it. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to leak through your fingers, as I said in the last interview, and it's going to go to the person that deserves and understands it. And that's it. That, that's, that's very true. I think, I think the issue that most people have with truth is that if it, if it triggers you, it's an indication. Absolutely. It's simple as that. Absolutely. It, 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 yourself. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. And that's in regards to everything. And in particular, money is a sensitive subject because people don't really like talking about money or being open yeah. and honest about money. But the issue is if you're not honest with yourself in life in general, you're never, ever going to be able to solve your problems. So with posts like that, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a bit psychotic. I enjoy I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> Even though yeah. I'm not honest person i like break i like more i'm more of a long-winded type of guy i'll break it down step by step whilst you you just hit the nail on the head straight ahead i i, I like because it forces I, me to, re, to look reevaluate myself as a human but you know what why why i like the brutal approach of course don't get me wrong when when my mentor comes at me brutally mm. my back goes up against the wall initially mm-hmm. and then i've got to consciously bring myself back and say hey do you know what i've paid this guy to kind of put me in my place yeah. so i either get angry about it or i adapt and do something about it mm. again the, one of my favorite terms so i go through these phases of mm. terms so th- i think the last time we spoke my favorite term was reciprocity yeah. um i think then i went through curiosity and right now i'm going through intentional intentionality which means no intensive intentionality so it means i'm so intense i'm so intense on what it is i'm trying to achieve there is no leg room there is no wiggle room it's either i achieve it or i failed and i know it's very extreme but these are the people that achieve it this is why people like grant cardone talk about becoming obsessed because if it's just a wish to have more money it's never going to happen because it means you're not willing to dedicate the time acquire the knowledge pay the right person seek out the right information and this is why i'm i'm brutally honest because there is no time what if we have another pandemic what if what if there is another situation and it might not be as big as this it might just be a flood it might just be a fire in the house it might just be anything because as some rappers say anyone can get it anything can happen at any time but if you're not prepared because the, the truth is this ask yourself the simple question if you're struggling financially at any point no matter where you come from whatever your background is it's your fault. Simple as simple. No no matter what it is it is your fault because the information is out there to do better. Number two, you can come from a bad background. You can come from an impoverished environment. Your parents might have no money. You might be homeless. But the fact is this, even if you come, even if we're talking about homelessness, have you seen one person that was homeless and have picked themselves up? Use that as the example. Mm. If you come from the hood and you've seen one roadman or one hood guy pick himself up, change his life, make money, get out the hood, then what's your excuse? I don't believe in excuses anymore. It's either you want it or you don't want it. It. And people hate hearing the truth because what they wanted to do is be mollycoddled and say, hey, do you know what? It's OK that you haven't achieved your dreams. Yeah. It's OK that you haven't been able to acquire your goals. But enough is enough. And some people just genuinely need that direct slap, not physically. Yeah. You just need to be told that whatever games you're playing, it needs to stop now because there are people who are relying on you. And this is what I talk about. People need to get to a place of being selfish. You just need to say, what is it that I need to make my life better? And it doesn't even have to be money. It just needs to be you focusing on something. It just needs to be you focusing on that one thing that you want and put in every fiber of your being and every time that you have. And I guarantee it will become a success. And that's what happens in business and happens in life. 
I think I think an honest assessment is is so vital because my first ever personal slap in the face was when um, it was about five years ago. I decided to have a look at my credit score, and this was during a time where <laughs> and this was during a time where me and my business partner at the time were, were coming through a near enough bankruptcy in our first proper big business, and. Um, the reality of the situation had hit that now I have to go back into the working system in order to now raise money to get back into investment or whatever it is I wanted to get back into. I had to look at my credit score and it was about 300 and something. Yeah. And that is like red zone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's red zone. So the first thing my mentor t- told me at the time is to be, find accountability partners. So found people who will, would, would know exactly what I'm going through. So the first thing I did is I used to always screenshot my credit scores. My, my, my best friends would be testament to this. So I used to screenshot my credit score and I sent it to the WhatsApp group. And to send it to, to send something like that, yeah, to accountability and a heart. Yeah, you know the type yeah, of yeah. that's coming your way. Like, I used, to, I, used to, I used to get all the type of jokes, like, oh, man, oh, yeah, right. And my boys would be dating a girl, they'd be like, right now, my relationship is bad as Francis' credit score. You know? Like, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you. I used to get all the jokes coming my way here, yeah, but the, the thing is, yeah, when I, I think there's a way that certain people are raised. It's like certain people be monocoded to the point where they don't know how to take criticism and use it as fuel. But to me, I've been raised in a particular type of way that that to me was my fuel and motivation to improve my credit score. Yeah. So every time yeah. I send a screenshot to the boys here, yeah, like I, I used to take all the banter. I used to be like, you know what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to prove these guys wrong. Absolutely. And month, month in, month out, I still got this trolled and I've, I've got this documented in my boys' WhatsApp group. So every month, we went from what, whatever it was, 200 to 300, 300 to 400 to 500, 600, 700, 800, 900. And as it was getting there, they were, they were like, raw, like, how's he doing this? And then yeah. buying a house, it's like, raw, you went from the, being that guy to now to this, being this yes, guy. Sir. See what I mean? So I took you it turned it into you, you, you turned it into fuel to push yeah, you. Yeah, I honestly reevaluated myself. I was like, okay, cool. What's what's causing me to have these issues? So first mm-hmm. I see professional help. I went online, I contacted the people that were watching my credit and be like, where am I going wrong? What do I need to pay off? What do I need to cut back on? I don't need to eat this. I don't need to buy this clothing. I don't need to go to this event. So use mm-hmm. that to cover this. And this is how you're going to rebuild your life in order for you to invest in what you need to invest in. So that level of honesty, it was self-evaluative honesty. It's what's required and people struggle with that. How would you come out of such a thing? Because as I said before, for everyone is different. For me, I'm raised. I've got quite tough skin, so I'm good at taking like negative feedback and using it as fuel. Do you know what I mean? But most people don't have that. Naturally, you're not built. Do you know what? Do you know what the issue there is? Yes, some people are built like that, and truth, I give credit to those people because it's maybe easier for them to digest that sort of information. But the truth is, it starts with having a deep or truthful, honest conversation with yourself. If you know that you are bad with money, if you've got a terrible relationship with your online banking or your bank statement, which most people have, which means you can't bear to look at your bank statement because you know what you're going to see is not going to be good and you're going to feel terrible about it. All you've got to do at that point is ask yourself, am I in the place that I want to be? And there's the answer. And if you're not there, then don't get offended by someone's direct approach or don't get offended by the truth. You know the truth and you know what needs to be done to actually achieve it. I think people play a soft game and I think people want to succeed and I think people want to start businesses, but I think they're afraid to ask the right questions. And I think what you mentioned a second ago was you went out there and you sought the right information to help you get from A to Z. 
But people are too embarrassed, especially when it comes down to finance and especially when it comes down to finance in the black community. Mm. A lot of us operate from an ego point of view. Hey, there's no point operating from ego. We know what you earn. We know what you can afford. We know you're overextended. We know you can't afford those pair of shoes, bro, or sis. So we know it already. So I think every single person just needs to say, what do I want from life? Who am I trying to impress? And if you find out you are living to impress people, then cut it out. Create the life you desire to live and put every single thing behind it, such as what you did. And I think so many people can learn a lesson because people don't realize the power of credit. They don't realize that having a good credit is actually so fundamental to Mm. taking you from A to Z. So again, it's something I can talk about at a later time with regards to understanding the power of credit and utilizing that to raise to raise money. Maybe another time, just specifically for that, because I think that's 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 a that's a a a teaching which requires a lot of breaking down for people to absolutely understand the power of it. I mean, in, in your previous book, you talked about something which is very prevalent now. I think you. You're talking about the the Disney curse, the, the fact yes. that we spread this idea that people are coming to save us all the time. Yes, and now, now it's real, it's here now. Nobody's coming to save us. I mean, the government only has such a limited amount of money that they can hand out to people. A lot of people are furloughed now. They went from being on um, a, a thousand pounds to maybe now 800 pounds because the government can only cover 80%. And if this virus was to go on for another year or so, the government won't be able to keep up with these payments. Of course not. So, so they've no, already gone from... So we have to look so, for innovative ways to survive. You're right. So with regards to the furlough, they're already talking about 80% to 60%. What's yeah. going to happen from 60% to 40% sooner rather than later, there's not going to be any assistance. And do you know what? You hit the nail on the head. So my book on Tangling Success, where I talk about the Disney curse, you remember it more than I do. The yeah. fact is nobody is coming to rescue you. The yeah. day you accept that, the day you believe that, in fact, accepting it's different, believing it is where the change comes, where you say, I'm in this life by myself. Anything I want to achieve, I've got to create it by myself. Not saying you don't need a team, not saying you don't need accountability partners, but every single thing lies with you. You are the CEO of your life. You are the managing director of your dreams. You've just got to decide what is it that I want to do. And I'm not going to let any person interfere with it. Whereas most people are waiting for that knight in shining armor. We're waiting for the Rapunzel story, for the prince to be walking around and to hear us cry and and shouting out and say hey i can come and help you it's not going to happen yeah i don't even think disney movies make that anymore because they realize how unrealistic it is Mm. and the effect it's having on all of us as we grow older people need to wake up people need to find what it is that makes them move and just run with it yeah absolutely and and putting and putting a mirror in front of you is is key because oh yes to to be honest with you i think so uh, the case i was talking about four or five years ago that happened to me um, the first time I had ever, ever spent time to look at a six-month spending pattern was was during that period when I was forced to check myself by my mentor. So I, that was the first time I went online, went to, went on Barclays' website, printed out my statement, and saw that whatever I was bringing in, I was spending about 20 30% more than what I was bringing in at the time, which is mad. It's like where you get in this additional funds. You're not. It's not actually your funds. It's money with. It's, it's not real funds. Interest, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or overdrafts that you would have to pay back with ridiculous interest, and that to me was like a real revelation. And I'm thinking, how many people have actually printed out their bank statement and properly assessed their behaviours to even figure out where they're going wrong? Most people don't. Mm-hmm. Most people will not, and most people will never, mm-hmm. because that's where the brutal truth lies. 
Yeah. So that's why people don't click on their online banking. That's why people don't look at their credit card statement. That's why people don't do anything because eventually you're going to be you're going to be forced to accept the truth, which yeah. means you need more. I, I I love talking about that. No one is coming to rescue you. I love it so much because again, that's something that people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear that, that life is brutal. They don't want to hear that you, you're here by yourself. They they because it feels great to feel as a part of a community but the reality is if you want to succeed in business then you've got to realize that everything that you create has to be done by your own hands simple yeah, most definitely um so tell me a bit about um the the borrowed um strategy so the borrowed property that? strategy well, yeah well, so that's my library. i only know it's recently so i uh, i can't remember i'm writing so many books at the moment um when was that out that was out on the 4th of march so i launched oh. it on the 4th so my that's favorite number is What's that? That's your latest book, right? Yeah, my latest book. So it's a property book. It teaches people how to get into property using the property strategies um, that I teach. So essentially, it says on the title how anyone can generate an income from using other people's property, because that's what I teach, how to use service accommodation, how to borrow someone's property, how to control someone's property, and how to start a property business um, without using lots and lots of money. Yeah. How, how, would, that how would that business um format change after this pandemic where do, where do you foresee it going and, and the property business in general because i mean the more the more i speak to property investors and developers i realize that everyone's kind of split in the middle there's one half that believes it's going to take a detrimental hit like they, they don't know where it's going but they just feel like it's going to go downhill and then there's the others that are super excited about what's to come on the other side they're thinking there's a whole bunch of this that's the optimist they're like there's a whole bunch of opportunities that's going to come from it but where, where do you personally so, see so, so, so you just hit the nail on the head there you've just explained the world because we, we fall we, we fall into two brackets, optimist and the pessimist. The yeah. truth is this, whether the market takes a hit, whether the property values go down, guess what's going to happen? It is going to go back up. So you just got to determine when and where you're going to get on the train and what station you're going to get off. Yeah. And with regards to this specific strategy, I look at it very simple. Once this virus is over, once lockdown is over, would will hotels still be in existence? Absolutely. Yeah. Hotels are million and multi-million pound businesses. At the moment, they generate 28 billion pound for our economy are they going to disappear tomorrow? No. Will people still need to travel to see family members in other sides of the world? Yes. Will they need to stay in hotels and service accommodation and hostels and B&Bs? Yes. So again, of course, we might be having a small blip at the moment, but it presents such a great opportunity for the smart entrepreneurs. I released a video um, yesterday talking about the nine different things that I've learned about my business in the last in the last month. And one of them was negotiate better. So now going forward, any single property that I take on, that I purchase, I'm going deeper in the negotiations because we were taking things for granted. So I just bought a office block and I could have negotiated better. Now I'm looking at the figures. I'm saying there's still a profit here, but pre-COVID, I should have negotiated better so that there's actually more meat on the bone. Yeah. Some of the properties that we're taking on for the service accommodation business, again, looking at the figures now, because that's what we've had to do, strip everything open take off the plasters, take off the bandage and say, you know what, we've been hiding under this. Yeah. And you know what, the truth is being revealed in terms of, I look at these figures and I'm saying, why didn't I negotiate better when I was taking on this property? Why didn't I negotiate better when I was buying this property? And these are the things, that's why I say this period represents the best opportunity that we're ever going to have in our lifetime for self for, 
for self-reflection. Yeah. This is the best opportunity so for we, us to come out as better. Skills, is this something that you're harnessing right now as you're in the pandemic? Say that again? Is this, is this a skill set that you're harnessing right now during lockdown? Absolutely. So I'm reading a book by Chris Voss. Um, it's called Never Split the Difference. Um, I've read it once before. I'm reading it for the second time. It's an incredible book because it's talking about how to really negotiate. But it talks about how to negotiate in life, not just business. Because, yeah. again, business is one facet of our life. If you you, you want to be able to negotiate with your spouses, you want to be able to negotiate with your kids, you want to be able to negotiate with your neighbours. These are the things that keep us alive. Negotiation is key to every single thing. And if you can negotiate, better you can save more money you can have more money you can live a more fulfilled life yeah most definitely oh that's amazing tj um so some of the some of the questions that um people have put forward to me regarding whilst being in lockdown is yeah what sort of businesses can they start whilst being at home absolutely what what sort of advice would you give people at home to start business and doing this lockdown because they got got additional time that they they didn't have before and to me personally i think something i want to put out to people like this the dangers is when you're at home, you can find yourself doing stuff which are not worthwhile your time. You're on yeah. social media. You're, I mean, the devil creates jobs for idle hands. And it's like we're Absolutely. here now we're at home. We're constantly on our phones. We're constantly messaging people, having random phone calls. Yeah, it's nice to connect. But if you genuinely want to build something, this is the ideal time to... Absolutely. So I think one of the posts that I posted some time ago that got a lot of backlash, which was if you come out of lockdown without more knowledge, mm-hmm. um, a side hustle or something else, then yeah. you didn't lack time, you lack discipline. And again, the people that didn't have discipline, they got angry at the post because the reality is no matter who you are, except if you're a nurse or a doctor and you're working on the front line, mm-hmm. every single person, not some, every single person, even if you're still working, you still get the chance to acquire more knowledge. So how can you argue with someone telling you to acquire more knowledge? Yes, you might not start a side hustle. But again, people want to feel, oh, my God, that was touchy. You know, you don't understand. I don't need to understand. The fact is every single person should be doing everything to acquire more knowledge. And it's so easy to acquire more knowledge now because all they need to do is log into your podcast, log into your YouTube, spend 10 minutes a day, which we all have, to improve ourselves. So you asked me a question about what businesses can people be doing right now? I can tell you about one of my most profitable businesses, which Property might be difficult because it depends on your appetite to risk. Um, Coaching. You should be, and I think every single person has the capacity and the ability to coach. Every single person that's listening to, to this right now has something that they know a little bit better than other people. So I have clients, I teach people how to actually create their coaching businesses, because as I said, for me, it creates an incredible income, which means during this period of time where my property business are taking a hit, where some of my tenants are not paying rent, I can still sustain my lifestyle. I can still live how I want and I can afford for when we come out of lockdown to still stay locked down for another two, three months afterwards because I coach people and I teach people my skill. You've got to understand how powerful that is. is think about it. you For example, as we mentioned some time ago, you should absolutely be talking to people and teaching people about podcasting because right now presents the best opportunity for so many people to become podcasters. Right now presents an opportunity for people to to sit down and do an analysis. So I keep talking about doing a, a deep analysis. What am I good at? What am I bad at? So the most important is what I'm bad at. So you can use this time to develop those skills. But while you're doing what I'm bad or terrible at, you discover what you're good at. Do you know what? I make the best 
uh, cakes. I make the best fried rice. I make the best chicken. I make, I do the best hair. These are tiny little things that out of 7.7 billion people in the world, there are enough people that will pay you 499 pound to five to 10,000 pound to teach them how to upskill or improve themselves. So if you're looking for a business that you can start right now, that anyone can start right now, then you've got to find what it is that you're good at and then find that marketplace, which is easy now with social media and position yourself in front of those people and you can create a lifelong income that's not perturbed or disturbed by any coronavirus or any lockdown. Yeah, that, that's amazing bit of advice, man. Absolutely amazing. And um, f- funny thing is, I remember the conversation that we had in regards to teaching people how to podcast. Um, I think my issue was probably because I got so many other various things going on that I always said I'd do it another time. But I'll tell you a funny story, actually. I did have my first official gig in terms of showing someone how to podcast. And yeah. the strange thing is, I didn't want to charge them, and but they, because it was someone who had done a favor to their teacher to, before. So, um, and th- they offered to pay me. To, to show them they were kind of enforcing the, forcing the payment on yeah. me I'm like then I just remember what TJ was saying I was just flashing in my head from the conversation we had in my house last time you were yeah. like teach people how to podcast people want to learn how to podcast but they got in touch with me they were like Francis um, we want to set up a podcast for this um, association can you help us and yeah. how much do you charge and I was like, oh, well, like you want to you want to pay me? I'm, I'm thinking I'm a beginner in the game, but yeah. the skill set that someone that's identified in me. But then there's plenty of people yeah. out there that already have built skill sets and talents. Like they might not have to play an instrument. You can run online classes. They might not have to play. Said this is the ideal time because the audience are out there. They just they they're on their phones. They're waiting for you to deliver. Similar. Similar to what we were talking about earlier on in terms of there are so many people right now searching for business opportunities. Mm. Right now, people are sitting on Google and YouTube looking for an opportunity to learn a business or to invest their money. And right now, yes, and right now presents the perfect opportunity to put yourself out there. Now, look, there is such thing as imposter syndrome. People are going to say, well, I don't have that much experience but this is what I always say to my clients um, under this specific program that I teach it's you are one mile ahead of someone who's never started so when I teach some of my people who get into property and start coaching and property or people who are teaching people public speaking or someone that's teaching someone simply how to make rice the fact is this you are miles ahead of someone who's never had a cooking class before You are miles ahead of someone who's never even considered that someone from their background could buy a property or own an office block. You are miles ahead of someone who wanted to start a podcast, but they don't even know what microphones to use or what systems to use or what software to use. It creates the perfect opportunity and you don't have to charge thousands of pounds. Everything starts with looking at your bank statement. Everything starts from there, looking at it in your face and saying, you know what? I wish I had more money. And how much do I need in order to pay my debt? Number one, then how much do I need to create the life I need to live? And then you charge accordingly. You can charge anything. One of my clients charges 99 pound, simply 99 pound. And she teaches young girls how to cook African dishes. That's what it is. 99 pound a month. And she's got probably a few hundred people. She's pulling in more than 10,000 pound a month from teaching young girls who want to learn how to create Nigerian food. Tiny little things like this. Why shouldn't you package your skill? There's a missed opportunity here. And I think every single person should grab it. There's enough space. And people say, well, why would you teach people how to do what you do? Because there are 7.7 billion people in the world. No matter how much money I make, 
I can't reach 7.7 billion people in the world. There's enough room. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, because both of us come of, of, of the Christian faith, um, there's, there's something that um, I tend to find quite a lot within the community, and that's this misunderstanding of, of money and trying yeah. to attain money. Because, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I come from a massive church, and um, there's, there's loads of entrepreneurs there. There's loads of people that are doing big stuff. But whenever you talk to the slightly older generation, there's always this kind of like, I don't know how to describe this relationship between money and business. It's like it's almost yeah. seen as a sin. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. What would you yeah, say I get to that? I, 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 I get it. I get it a lot. I get it a lot. Um, I go to I go to different churches. I speak at different churches pre-COVID. Um, I speak to lots of youth groups. That's my passion, empowering Christians and saying, look, do you know what? The love of money, big difference mm. as opposed to what they think is money. It's the love of money is the root. But then you've got to also flip it on the head and ask yourself one simple question. As a Christian, you are called to have impact. You're mm. called to be more, do more and give more. Mr. Man. If you don't have money in your pocket, how much impact are you going to have? And this is an argument I have with many people. And they say, well, it's not just money. I'm saying, well, no, no. Number one, it is money. Because how different would it be if you could go to anyone on the street right now and say, I feel that God is calling me to help you. I understand you might have a financial difficulty. Here is money. Solve your situation out. How easy is it to go to someone on the street that's homeless and stop them from being homeless by being able to buy a house or rent a house and change their life and attribute it to God? So we've got to come out of this nonsense. A lot of us within the Christian faith act like that because we're because we, we don't have the ability to make money ourselves. So mm. it's easier to hide under that guise of uh, uh, how can you be chasing money? Like, hey, like this weird full sense of virtue that to, to, to be poor is to be like pure. And I believe I believe the lack of money is the root of all evil. I fundamentally believe that because I think being poor. Now, again, don't judge me, guys. I'm only talking about the people who decide to be poor. Mm. I think it's selfish. Mm. I think it's one of the most selfish things you can ever do by being poor because you can't not you can't have any impact. You can help someone, but you can't have major impact. Mm. The truth is this. Would you rather have would you rather help one person or have the capacity to help a thousand people? Yeah, it's, would you rather help just one? It's, it's, it's such a, it's a t touchy subject and I get it, but you've got to look at it from where the person's heart is. Yes, they mean well, but the truth is this. Would you rather have more impact? And every single person would say yes. Does it cost money to have impact? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. And you will never hear one of the pastors or pastors who are wealthy Mm. Tell people not to actively pursue money for the greater good and for the kingdom. It doesn't. It, it makes no sense. Yes, some people will say because they want tithe and they want offering. But the reality is this: tithe and offering and money that's given to churches have impact on our community yeah. and society. Definitely, so people need to. People need to get serious. Mm. Get more. Get get more money so you can have more, be more, and do more. Stop making excuses. Anyone that makes ex makes excuses is because of how they feel on the inside. No person that's ever made money and wealthy is going to say, "Do you know what? Nah, I don't want this money because it does more damage." The truth is, even if you don't want the money that you've acquired, you can give it to someone else and you can change their life. So again, I know where I would rather be. I would rather be someone with money than not having money and complaining <laughs> about it yeah and I, I think i think the issue is that i mean to, to me when i look at money in general I, I i first look at it internally so i look at family 
It's like, mm-hmm. what sort of life do I want for my kids? What sort of life do I want for my, my wife? Like, what type of household do I want? Do I want us to have choices? Do I want us to have options? Or are we going to be restricted mm-hmm. by the constraints of our finances? So, oh, kids, we can't go on holidays, holiday this year because daddy and mommy don't have any money. Or yeah. we can't send you to the best schools to give you the best opportunities in life. Like, we can't give you the, 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 the type of things you need in order for you to be, I mean, a step ahead yeah. in, in life in general. And when you look at it that way, it tends to hit home a bit more for me personally. It's like, wow, like this can truly affect you in the long run. And as long as we live in a system which requires funds to operate, you're going to have to learn. Yeah, which we do. So so, so touching on that, sorry, sorry to interject. So touching on that, I've created a program which teaches 11 year olds to 18 year olds Mm. about money. Now, just going back on what you just said, there are these Christian uncles and Christian aunties. And in fact, whether they're even Christians or not, there are these adults who never understood money. And guess what they're doing? They're passing on their bad money habits to their younger kids. And you wonder why. And we call it. um, um, I can't remember, but it's it's a staircase. You pass bad information in terms of how money is and what money is about. And money is the root of all evil. And having money is this and don't have money is this. You pass it down to your kids. Then they believe the same thing. They believe that having excess is a bad thing. So guess what they do? They blow it. They spend on silly, silly things. Parents need to have some responsibility here. This is why, as I said, I've created this program to help young kids understand money, understand interest rates, understand inflation, understand how money can be used to make you more money, understand what tithing is, understand what giving is, understand the impact of giving and how that helps you from a business point of view, understand philanthropy, tiny little things that our parents didn't teach us. Why? Because they didn't know, because they were following this notion of money is the root of all evil. But the fact is, our parents worked significantly harder than we do. So if money is the root of all evil, but you're spending all your time working three, four, five, six jobs, mainly most of the aunties in the church are working three jobs. Mm. You're working three jobs, but then you're saying money is the root of all evil. For goodness sake, auntie, you know what? (laughs) The church need a completely revamp. The church need to have someone come in there and completely change their perspective on money. Mm. Because money is not a bad thing at all. Money just builds up on who you are if you are a horrible person in the first place more money is going to turn you into a horrible it's going to magnify your character thank you and if you're a good person then you get more money then guess what you're going to do you're going to give more you're going to be more you're going to change more lives so again i think people just need to sit down and understand and stop making excuses get someone that you trust and say do you know what tell me the truth about who i am Tell me who I am from your perspective. And you know what? I'm not going to judge you. Just tell me the truth. I think every single person that, that watches this, do me a favor. Pull up your best friend. Because if it's your best friend, you trust them that it's not malicious. And say, do you know what? I'm going to keep quiet. I'm going to put a pen in my mouth so I can't speak. Tell me how you see me. Tell me the bad things. Tell me the good things. Write every single thing down so you really know who you are. Because your friends will tell you, do you know what? You live beyond your means. I've been meaning to tell you because I know what your salary is and I know you shouldn't be buying those loops. I know you shouldn't have bought that Rolex. So change it. Uh, you're a rude person. You're, you're, you talk back. You're this. You've got bad money management. We need to know the truth about ourselves because you know what's interesting? Our brain favors us. So our brain's never going to tell us that we're bad people unless it becomes a place of insecurity. Mm. So you need someone that that's not scared of you, someone that you trust, someone coming from a place of love to say, hey, this is what you've got to change about yourself. And aunties and uncles, the older audience, they also need to do that. Pull up one of your old school friends and say, tell me about myself. And they'll say, do you know what, auntie? Back when I knew you 20 years ago, you thought you could take over the world. 
you was young, you were spirited, you, you, you wanted more money, you wanted luxury, you wanted this life, but look at you now. So, and then you ask yourself, what can I do to change it? And everything comes down to looking for help. I keep screaming this from the rooftop, seek for help, ask the right questions. I did an interview some time ago and someone was talking about, oh, people ask too many questions. And I said, no, that's the sort of wrong information. People shouldn't be afraid to ask questions. So we were talking about curiosity killed the cat and everyone knows that statement. And I said, no, curiosity did not kill the cat. Curiosity grew the cat. Curiosity turned that cat into a tiger. It's the asking questions because it's the information that feeds you that turns you into a beast. So it's the cat wants to know more. The cat wants to digest and eat. And that's what turns it into a superhuman. And when you become superhuman, you can take over the world. But people are too scared to want to be great. They, they're scared that they might be judged. They're scared that someone might 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 say something. They're scared that how they how they really feel is not their truth. But how I feel about myself is not my truth, but I choose to believe it. I think I'm an incredible public speaker. Some people might think I'm rubbish, but because I think I'm great at it, I put myself out there and I give presentations and it tends to have great impact. Tiny little things, it all comes down to finding out who you are, digesting that information, taking out the pit that you need to take out and deal with them. That's what people need to do. TJ, I'm not going to lie, I feel charged up already to take over the world after Bro, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm ready to go, man. Let's go. I'm ready to go. TJ, I'm never going to hold you too long today, but I'm going to ask one last question. I appreciate everything, that, all the knowledge that you dropped on me today, man. Like, I feel I feel really, really charged, and I definitely feel my audience are going to be charged up for listening to this. But um, th There's one question that I'm kind of starting to ask um, most of my... Um, most of most of the, my guests on the podcast now at the moment is what type of person are you looking to be and who are you looking to influence well really good question so i i don't hide this um and i'm happy um that you might understand this better than some of the other interviews that i've been on i don't hide this i want to inspire young black men mainly secondly young black people and then number three anyone my focus is on trying to show people that it is possible. Whatever that it is, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I talk about this all the time. Pre-2008, uh, pre 2009, Barack Obama, president of the biggest, most powerful country in the world. That changed my perspective on anything. Mm -hmm. If this man can do that and achieve that, then there's no, more, there's no more excuses for me. So all I try and do is put myself out there. Yes, I'm not the most successful. I've got relative success, but I'm working hard to show people that, hey, you can come from this background. You can come from this culture. You can come from this environment. But it's OK if you put in the time, the effort, learn the skills, you can change your life so again for me i put myself out there i don't know it all but i'm happy to show people that hey you can taste a bit of success you can have success it doesn't matter where you're coming from don't listen to anyone just do what you need to do find that goal get get out there and achieve it and it will happen for you but stop yeah. playing games stop yeah. playing games tj i appreciate that man and i appreciate you and i appreciate the work that you're doing um, you. just being brave and just putting in people's faces and letting them know that it's up to them really and it just it's like, up to them yeah, and kicking us up the arse, man, and motivating us to do better, man. TJ, appreciate that for today. We're definitely going to catch up again. Hope you stay yeah, safe, man. you and your family, and we'll definitely catch up after all of this is all over. Good luck, man. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.